Hey, I'm Daniel, and this is Markers on the Map. This week, we return to the whimsical world of Fall Guys for a whole new season of costumes, crossovers, and fun as a whole bunch of new obstacles get added to the game that keeps on giving. We also discuss mechanics we hate and a new Game Pass competitor from PlayStation. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I'm playing this uh, game uh, out of this world, and I can't figure out where I need to go. Uh, I'm just hitting a wall right now. Uh, I, I don't have my weapon doesn't do anything, so I might need a little help on that. Um. Yes. Uh, have you tried turning the game off? No, I haven't. Uh, oh, I'm just TV... kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Have you tried pressing the uh, the B button on your controller five times and then you think this is a joke, man? You left? think? You think telling me turning off my console is a joke, man? You think this is funny? I'm I've been here for two weeks. My blockbuster rental's gone through the roof. I have to. I owe them two hundred thousand in debt. I can't. I need to finish this game. Sir, I understand your frustration with Out of This World, and I and I am am trying to help you to the best of my abilities. As I said, did you press the B button five times and then go five squares to the left? I pressed the B button 20 times at this point, more than enough to justify this call right here. I wouldn't be calling if I didn't press the B button. Hmm. Let me patch you through to one of our experts. Alright, I guess. Uh, hi. This is one of our experts. Uh, what is the game you need help with? Are you just- you, you're joking, right? You, you changed your voice, I can tell. Sir, what is the game you need help with? <sighs> I'm- it's out of this world, and Console, there's a part- sir? Super Nintendo. Oh, okay. The original release of Out of This World. Uh, yes. Year of manufacturing? I don't know. It's 90? 92? Publisher? Interplay, I think? It should be. Are there any modern re-releases of this game we should be aware about? Uh, let me check. Hold on. Uh, I guess it goes by uh, uh, Another World. It released, I guess Limited Run released it a couple days ago. I like Limited Run. They're pretty cool. They're all right. So what seems to be the issue with the game, sir? There is a rock, and I can't move it, and there's nothing. I've done everything, and it won't move. Sir, did you try turning the game off? Sir, did you try turning the game off? I'm about to lose my mind here. Should I patch you through to one of our uh, lose-my-mind experts? Sir, with all due respect, I just need to get past this boulder. Define boulder. I don't know, a large rock? You know how, like, there's sand, and with the sand, it's Can like I little rocks? Can I put you on a brief hold, sir? I've been on this call for five days. I'm gonna be honest with you, sir. I don't know how to beat this game without help. Can you contact the creator or something? Can't can you find him? Uh, let me contact our creator contacting services. Can you hold, please, sir? I, I got nothing else better to do. Well, I, I do want to remind you that calling the GameLand helpline is uh, uh, roughly one ninety nine per minute. I've been on for five days, sir. Five days? That's like a million dollars. Let me put you on a brief hold. Hi, I'm Creator Contactors. 
Yes? Hi. I need help with uh, Out of This World. Uh-huh. There's just this rock that won't move. Okay. Uh... So, let me get one thing out of the way first. Have you tried turning the game off first? Yes, I Did have. You press, Thank no, you. No, no, sir, sir. Did you press B five times and then move five squares to the left? I just want to beat this boulder, man. Okay, well, you got to shoot down the, the bridge, sir. Oh. Okay. All right. You'll get our invoice right. in the mail right. in a couple of days, sir. Uh, any other questions before uh, we end our call? Uh, this won't get charged to my parents' account, right? <laughs> Whatever the account is on file, sir. And thank you for calling the Gameland Helpline. All right. All right, got top to bottom. Hey, Robert, how's it going? Hi. Sorry I'm late for this one. <sighs> but we may as well get started, right? Yeah, may- might as well. Alright listeners, welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure where we got some things to talk about this week, but also a quick announcement. Um, I believe that this is going to be our last regular episode for quite a while. I think we've got like five specials in a row. We have Game Awards next week's episode, then we have a Christmas episode. We're doing Ghost of Tsushima special on the 31st of uh, December, and then the first two episodes of 2022 are going to be... Um, a top plays of the year and the way we're gonna do this um on markers on the map is we're not gonna do top 10 games of that particular year but like top 10 games we played that year Mm -hmm. i always felt like that was a better gauge of like because what if a game comes out so late in the year that you don't have time to like digest i I can't consume the games that often and honestly some going back to some classic games that have been out for years that you've never looked at or you just never got like i think god of war i didn't play it when it came up i eventually yeah. played it and it was my and game that was of the like year one of your year. game of the years last yeah. year oh definitely yeah. so before we get started as usual i'm your host daniel and i'm here with my good friend and co-host the man the myth the legend robert how have you been doing this week uh sleepy very sleepy how have you been i've been kind of sleepy too it's, and I very mean, busy. It's the weather. It gets cold, and then I, I just want to sleep. Yeah, it's been getting cold at night. Um, I've also been really actually enjoying the games I've been playing. But there's been one that I've been on the fence with, and it's one we've seen before. So I wanted to open up our episode today with a question. All right. Now, the game in question is Solar Ash. We've seen this before at, like, the PS5 reveal and, like, the PS5 showcase. Not mm-hmm. not the most recent one, but one of the ones that, that uh, happened, like, last year. Mm-hmm. And Solar Ash always looked like an interesting, like, 3D platformer thing. It kind of reminded me of what a 3D Sonic should be. It's from the creators of the indie game Hyper oh, Light yeah, Drifter. This, it's got a knife. Yeah, yeah, you remember it. I remember it. this one. So it, it released, and I've really been on the fence about it. I kind of want it, but I kind of don't because what I heard is that the boss encounters are very Shadow of the Colossus-esque. Mm-hmm. and nothing turns me away <laughs> is it in the vein of you, it's giant monsters and you have to climb and like hit them or just like very difficult and sort of because i've played child of colossus it's sort of like their boss battles are like you have a, a, a niche window where you have to climb or hit a certain area before they go away and then you have to wait for their uh, attack phase to end and then get back i home. believe you know it's I mean? just like shadow of the colossus the controls okay. might be a bit tighter but i believe a lot of the frustration is still like present because what i'm hearing of this game is like the frustration comes from these boss battles yeah like I, i've been frustrated before because it's like you miss the jump to get on the enemy and then they have to do their whole attack wave and you're just waiting dodging you know sometimes you could be like man i only need 
I'm only one hit away and then, you know, you're dodging so well and then just one miss, you know, one misstep and you're you're out. So I, I get probably that frustration part of it. Yeah, and it, it kind of puts me off when that's like something people are comparing the game to when mm-hmm. the when not fighting bosses in the game is more or less like constant fast movement going at a brisk pace, which is the type of thing I like in a game mm-hmm. like that. So I was wondering, are there any mechanics that might scare you away or put you off of a game you're interested in or have been interested in. You just hear that there's this certain mechanic in it that you're just like, ah, I don't know. See, now that you bring that in, it's like me with Deathloop, the stealth kind of drives me away from Deathloop. I, the only thing I can really think of at the moment that turns me away from boss battles is just, we've discussed this before, is when there's a mechanic in the game that, throughout the whole game is not necessarily you like you don't use it at all like oh that's you don't a, even that's touch a big it, yeah. one and then out of nowhere the boss has like oh yeah that one thing you have to do you're gonna have to use it it's like in Mer- i will say this in Metal Gear solid 3 the only way you could defeat the boss in european extreme you have to use cqc so i had to stop and look at the manual to see how to do it but it's sort of like that that's one of those moments where if it was difficult to do that maneuver the cqc you know do all that i would have been very frustrated because it's my favorite game but then i have to defeat this boss with a a mechanic i did not use the entire game but you catch it pretty easy but that's what i'm saying like when, when it's a maneuver or, or a thing that it's in the game but the game doesn't really you know pinpoint out that you need to use it they're just like it's here but then at the boss fight it's like oh no that's the way you have to defeat this boss that's what you know turns me away is boss battles that use a specific maneuver or tactic or anything like that and that's like every single boss and i'm not talking about like one move for everybody like each individual boss has a different move that the game just does not necessarily tell you that you need to practice using Another thing that happens with those boss battles sometimes is that you're used to, like, smaller scale bosses, and then some games will go and take up, like, do a full screen boss, where the mechanics will be different, and you'll have to start dodging things, and you're like, I'm not used to doing this throughout the game, and they're kind of like, those those bosses like that are never really exciting either, because they're all basically the same thing. Yeah, same thing with Mario Solid 3, like, most of those boss battles, you can either go all out we know just weapons out and just you know go at it or you could be the stealth mode and it's whatever you want but that last boss is you know it's specifically you have to use cqc in order to defeat them and mm-hmm. that's where like if it was in the sense if i could not figure it out then i would have just you know had a bad time and just been frustrated it's like with um the fury you could i remember you could defeat him you know stealth but i said he's too difficult for me on european extremes so i just went like regular like ammo and just like i'm just taking him out the, you know the old-fashioned regular way without using like any tranquilizer rounds i was like i can't with this one but like i said when it gives you the option to choose multiple ways to defeat a boss that's good but like i said once they'd be like oh no you need to use a certain thing uh another thing i will say because i don't want to rant too much but one thing i will say is when a game has voice acting and then out of nowhere is just the voice acting just stops and then it's reading for the rest of the time a lot of rpgs do that not as much as they used to yeah it's sort of like you think like oh i don't have to really read that much because they're just going to say all the voices but out of nowhere is just now it's just reading and it's like if i wanted to read i read a book and stuff like that there's a lot of things but i don't want to get too far into it but it's usually budget i will say that it's usually budget but they do it a lot less nowadays a lot of things are completely fully voiced um i've been doing skyrim i mean not like super duper into it and probably not gonna like finish it for a while 
Um, but everything is voice acted in that. I'm very impressed by yeah. everything just being fully voiced. But the budget on that is massive. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah. So we there's a lot of other things, but the one thing that I guess that comes to mind at the moment is just any type of mechanic that is not. It's in the game, and the game doesn't emphasize on it, and it doesn't really let you. Like you don't have to do it, but then when there's a certain part, it could either be a boss battle or even just a stage, and it's like, oh no, you have to use it, and it's just like, why? Like I never yeah. used it before, and now you're it's telling me it's usually boss battles. It. Look at Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog, like yeah it's such smooth fluid gameplay and then when you get to bosses i remember the final boss in generations was just like i almost didn't do it because it was so stupid i don't even remember it all i just remember yeah. it I, i'm suppressing the memory of sonic generations final boss but it was so stupid <laughs> yeah that's what i mean anything like that that's you know that comes to mind right now is just like i said any type of mechanic that you know they don't really tell you to use it until it's for a certain part that you need in order to progress through the game and you can't do any other method it has to be that one Actually, that kind of ties in perfectly with the first news story here, and we'll, we'll get to why it ties in momentarily, but getting into the news now, um, our first little piece of news this week, it's a, it's a light week again. I it's, it's feel like it's been light just in general lately. I feel like there hasn't been really any heavy, like, big yeah. news. I think the the biggest news we're going to get probably till, you know, mid-January is Game Awards. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be some things we like and some things we don't like, I'm sure, mm-hmm. like always at, at the Game Awards. But that'll be next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but for right now, the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack is going to be releasing its first uh, N64 game edition. I can't remember the day it comes out. It might come out before this podcast or if it doesn't, a couple days after. Um, it's going to be Paper Mario. Now, I've played the first Paper Mario. I had it on the Wii Virtual Console. It's not my favorite, and I'm going to get flack for this probably, but I'm not a huge fan of the Thousand Year Door. I'm actually the biggest fan of Super Paper Mario, which did away with the You're turn-based elements. You're going to get some pretty flack on that, yeah. It, I, yeah. As, <laughs> people like that. Thousand I mean, Year Door is people's like, greatest of all time yeah, in, it, in some it, situations. It's, it's, it's RPG, then it's like Thousand Year Door, and then it's like Super Star Saga. It's like the definitive like Mario RPG like mm-hmm. games that people play on, which is funny because it is like on different consoles, and they all look different. Maybe giving it a go on the on the uh, Switch Online, maybe with a guide at hand, would be mm-hmm. um, an interesting little experiment, um, especially for some stuff to talk about on the podcast. But I was going to say, I've played all the Paper Mario games except for Color Splash, which is the one on the Wii U, and I never played the one that's a crossover with Mario & Luigi called Paper Jam. But I have played Sticker Star, and I have played the Origami King, which mm-hmm. had come out just before we started the podcast so one of our test podcasts before markers on the map even launched was a discussion of origami king on the switch and yeah that's the one with like lining up the wheel to like attack enemies or doing the reverse when you're doing bosses that's Mm -hmm. another thing where the boss mechanics start to get a little different but i was going to rewind to sticker star which i do not consider to be a good game at all like oh man talking about doing a particular thing for the boss battle was that the one was that the one for mario and luigi stick uh was it that one or is this the no actual, that's paper like, jam that's paper like, this is it not that sticker one? star is the one on the 3d they're both on the 3ds but sticker okay. star is the straight up paper mario adventure and yeah. it was like you have a stock of stickers like a deck of cards and you attack with those or you or you know do action skills card with mechanics those. card mechanics yeah basically ain't, card ain't mechanics card mechanic alert but I think its biggest problem is that the bosses were impossible unless you had, like, a specific sticker. 
mm-hmm. you had to use a specific sticker and it never really told you what it was mm-hmm. so that led to me having to use a guide through like the whole game and honestly if i'm looking at my phone or a computer the whole time i'm playing something am i really having fun playing the game or am i just trying to get it over with that's uh, just one of those things one of those yeah. mechanics like tell me what i'm supposed to use it's a mario game at least give me a hint yeah, I always felt like it was so unfair in that in that it just did not tell me that I needed like the baseball glove. I think it was for one of the bosses, and I'm like, okay, how do you expect anybody to beat this? It yeah, I think like I said, when it comes to games, the one thing I will say that I don't like is like I said, when a game forces you to use a certain style or uh, mechanic, and like I say, either they don't tell you what it is, or you know they're like. You know, it was here the whole time, and we told you about it, but we didn't know we didn't focus on it. But now you have to use it. It's sort of like uh, I like any method to be. You know, a game should give you the option to choose what method is comfortable for you. You know, it should yes. not force you to choose. Obviously, it's one of things where in some games I get it. Like obviously, if it's like a Doom game, why would it give you the option to go stealth? But I mean, you probably could do it. But games, obviously shouldn't really force a lot of it just to be one certain like it should just at least have one or two or three or i guess two or three type of other ways to get past it or beat it or at least these rpgs this is the case i always make for why i play them on lower difficulties there's so much cool stuff so many cool monster designs in like a shin megami tensor persona that i'm playing them on easy to see more of the game instead of min maxing like the higher difficulties require Mm. you to do so I, I guess that's just a case for, like, accessible difficulty settings in general. But, mm-hmm. yeah, Paper Mario, the first one, I remember it being quite difficult um, when I played it, and I did not get far. But, you know, I've got it. I'm paying for the subscription. I may as well give it another look when it, uh, when it launches. So yeah. that's it looks like they're going to do one at a time for these N64 games. Hopefully the pace picks up a little. You know, it's a $50 subscription. So, <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> All right, next thing we got is that by the time this podcast goes up, we will have three brand new PS Plus games. The first is Mortal Shell. It is a Souls-like, I believe, where the shell gives you some type of ability. I remember reading about this and being interested. Lego DC Super Villains, which is a great game. I had it on the Switch back at launch. And Godfall, but not regular Godfall. It's Godfall Challenger Edition. So the thing with this is that... It's a version of Godfall that does not contain the story content. Mm-hmm. There are, there is a, I mean, there are positives and negatives to that. Positive is, say, for someone, maybe like you, who, like, we might be running some Godfall here. Do you mm-hmm. really care about the story? It's nothing no. impressive. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it wouldn't really bring any, uh, I'm not, if I wanted it, I would have gotten it by now. Yeah, and I'll tell you right now, I can I can tell you the story in like five seconds when you play. Um, yeah. But at the same time, this game's been on sale for like 20 bucks. We should mm-hmm. be getting a full version of Godfall on Plus. I'm not excusing that. But at the same time, this version will allow you to go to max level and start getting like what actually matters um, fairly quickly. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you, it only takes like 10 hours to get to max level on, on the normal mm-hmm. version. So you're saving time. Um, you can go into end game content like... I believe they're going to do the Lightbringer stuff because I think that was free and maybe Dreamstones and Quests, which they just added. So there's a lot of content there and you're going to be able to see everything anyway. You're just not going to get the cutscene. That that should that should honestly be 
honestly don't mind that the idea of if you're not interested in the story and you want to do like the let's say like destiny you know when destiny used sure. to be good uh vanilla destiny but um that should have been a thing where like if you're not in- actually interested in the story and you want to do like the raids or you know the challenges or whatever and just like that they should have the option for you just to from the get-go like oh you know here you know start you know at the actual a decent not want to say all the way xp like max level but at least a decent level where you can get started on it you know what yeah, i mean i know some legendary editions of destiny back in the day came with um free passes to skip yeah. a character to even, max level stuff even like, that. like borderlands 2 eventually added like a oh yeah 30 level mode where like you can get just straight pass and you can actually start with like a level 30 character now they are adding i think this ability to skip to max level for new characters for people who own the regular edition of godfall mm-hmm. so it just kind of begs the question why not just give everybody this you know five hour story along with it i mm-hmm. mean <laughs> it's definitely an interesting choice it's definitely a choice that they made um, but they said there's an upgrade path. I'm sure it wouldn't be that expensive if somebody out there actually cared to to play through the story. It's nothing, you know, fantastical or anything. It's it's sort of like how Halo Infinite, the multiplayer is free, but then the story mode you have exactly. to play separate for. I think of it like that. Honestly, I don't mind that. I think if if companies it's changed so much where it used to be sixty dollars multiplayer. Well, honestly, it should be like you look at everything that's popular right now. It's Apex, Fortnite, and all that. You know. Yeah. Fall Guys even was free to play. You know, you got it free when you had when you were a PlayStation Plus member. Mm-hmm. Most of those games should be honestly free to play, but any story-based, you know, FPS game like Doom or even Halo Infinite should be regular price because what they could do there is like, okay, we can foc- one team can focus on the story and that story could be one of the best stories ever made and just do all that. And the other team can be like, you can at least get started on the multiplayer and, you know, put it in because everything comes out in beta and all that and pre-alpha or whatever. But eventually, once the team who finished the story mode is done with that, then they can move to like the multiplayer and then they can start like, you know, adding more things to that. And I think that's the way it should be where some people don't want the multiplayer. They just want the story and some people want the story and not the multiplayer. And either way, no matter how you put it, if you put it solely story People who want, obviously want the story are still going to listen to it. And then people who do multiplayer, everything is so like battle pass and skins. and so They'll they'll make money regardless on what they do with that. And it, it, like I said, it'll, I, would, I would play, uh, not play, I would pay more for a skin if I didn't have to pay for the game already. Like if the game is free, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's only 10 bucks for a skin. It's only 10 bucks. This game is free. That's why I've bought a lot of Fall Guys DLC. Yeah, it's like the game was free. The amount so... of money I paid for the game, which was my plus subscription... Plus the amount of joy I've gotten out of it. I'm like, every now and then I'll put a couple of dollars in to get a premium costume set. Yeah, so it's like, either way, it it, it works like that. And I don't mind that. But for Godfall, it's one of those things where if the story is not long enough to justify a purchase, I don't think anybody would purchase it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're giving you access to the stuff you that you and I would play co op. Basically, yeah, the after story, like was it what's it called when you defeat a story and it's just like you do whatever post game. Yeah, post it's post game content. Like it's what you do after you beat the main story. And that's where all the cool stuff starts showing up yeah. anyway. Like if you want to run through with an iron sword that looks you know like an iron sword, then by all means play the story of Godfall. But this Challenger Edition is giving people um, a way to start getting the cool stuff. While at the same time, I'm not necessarily going to excuse the fact that they're not giving everybody the full game because it's it's been you know under twenty dollars at this point, so it's kind mm. of a, a choice and a half. But it, I 
I, I don't follow the logic of it sometimes, but it's good that more people are going to be able to play Godfall. Mm-hmm. Severely underrated. <laughs> Last bit of news we got this week, Robert, is Sony's Spartacus. That is a thing that's been reported on that is going to connect PS Now and PS Plus and potentially give access to PS1, 2, 3, maybe PSP games on a, on PS5. And it's like a tiered thing. That's the rumor is that it's going to be a tiered thing. Now, this is being touted, I guess, as a competitor to Game Pass, which, as we've discussed on this podcast, is a good deal and probably one of the things that makes Xbox like a, a nice thing if you don't have a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. Is this Spartacus thing going to let you download the games to your console, or is it going to stick to PS Now streaming, which, as I have tried, is not great? I think anything that's not PS3 should be downloadable on your console at this point. I think so, I too. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Why? P- I get it. I get it. PS3 is difficult, or I guess, you know, whatever, because, you know, it's such a weird chip in hardware. But, I mean, we've had PS3 games being released on PS4 and re-released, so, like... My whole thing is why don't they just sell on the PlayStation Store PS1 games, PS2 games, and PS3 games digital and just re-release, you know, go back and work on those games and then re-release them as, like, limited run, like, physical versions or just, like, any type of physical version at all. And, like I said, I prefer to actually own a game instead of having a subscription because a subscription, I honestly think you should never put old games in it because, you know, it's, like... You put it, and then it's it's like it's not gonna have all the modern stuff that people are used to now. If it's like a lot of multiplayer games, a lot of new games that come out, then yeah, that makes sense why you should have a subscription for it because you know no one's gonna want to keep like 2K after the first year. So like if you put it on there for a year, it's like yeah, like you know you'll you'll get you know that NBA like 2K worth out of it because it only lasts for the year. Anything like that, but. I don't know. I still, and you know, I'm like, just re-release those PS1, PS2, PS3 games, you know, put them on the PS4. You know, they really need to figure that out because I think, obviously, Xbox allows you to put the ones that they obviously, like, okayed, like... Yeah, there's a lot Halo of them. One. Yeah. You put Halo 1. Yeah. It's not all of them, but there's Xbox. a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a good, decent chunk. They should just get the popular ones that you know people would want. Like, who's going to want to play, like... An obscured PS3 game that no one remembers. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's going to bother maybe a couple people, but it's not going to cu- uh, bother a lot of other people. I don't know. But how much would you subscribe to this service if it's plus and the subscription? Because I have like a set price I would like subscribe to for. Hear me out. If it's just streaming and mm-hmm. downloading PS4 games, because PS Now does let you download PS4 games. If it's just a PS Plus plus PS Now... I wouldn't mm-hmm. probably go more than 70 a year. Because, mm-hmm. you know, base PS Plus is 60, so on Black Friday it would probably be 50 because mm-hmm. this would be, like, a 70... It's, like, 70 base if we're going with that. Um, yeah. If you could download the games and they had a, a, a really good selection of PS1, 2, 3, 4, uh, and PSP games... I would games, say 1, 2, and 4. I think 3 will ha- will has to be streamed, no matter what. Mm. Well, I'd say maybe 80. Now... Mm-hmm. If they did day one PS5 games download like Xbox does, that mm-hmm. might justify 90. So they're doing a tier. So if there's a 70, 80, 90, then like that seems fair. I was I was mark? thinking like like 80. If it if it comes with plus, so it comes with PlayStation Plus, so you get your three games every month 
you know, for how, how long they'll do that for. Then you'll get, obviously, the subscription service to have the, you know, games that you can download or, or stream or whatever. You know, I would prefer download actual, like, put on your hard work. Like I said, PS1, PS2, and PS4, for sure, they can do that. PS3, I would just advocate just to find, like, the code and re-release them for PS4 consoles and just, like, kind of have it like that. But if it has to be the actual PS3 hardware in that version of it, then I guess, you know, streaming has to do. But I was thinking roughly like 80. And then obviously on holiday sales, it would be 50, you know, like 60. You know so, or 60. Yeah, you know, something around something around 70 or 80 bucks, I think would be fine. I think yeah. you, you, I, because for me, it's like I still will buy the physical version of certain games. So it wouldn't be that beneficial to me because i would still have to buy some physical version where someone who doesn't really care about the physical version like i said no one's gonna want a a 2k game after the first year everyone's gonna hop on the new one so it would be beneficial for them i like when i think about game pass i think of all the indie games that i'd like to give a look that might not be for me Mm -hmm. maybe because of difficulty reasons or because of like different genre reasons and those indie games stack up but a lot of them are on game pass and Mm -hmm. you can give them a go and if you don't like it after four hours you're not out you know 20 30 dollars here for for an indie game um Mm. same goes with some triple a's that are like maybe i don't want to pay 60 dollars for you know a back for blood and if it's on game pass then well there you go well i i know i don't like it but if i didn't play the beta and i tried it i would you know not be upset for wasting 60 dollars on it because it was on Mm. game pass but like i think it matters that xbox puts their a lot of their games on game pass day one and that's Mm -hmm. something i think might have to be the case with this if they wanted to succeed yeah it's one of those things where I if back for I wouldn't buy back for blood, but if it was on a subscription service I'm already paying for, I wouldn't like if my friend was like, "Do you want to just play it?" I'd be like, "Sure," because I'd be like, "I'm not paying. I didn't pay for it. It's just on the subscription service." But obviously, there has to be other games as well that I would enjoy being like, you know what? I already have. Let's say if I didn't have God of War, I'd be like, "Oh, God of War is on here, so I'm playing it and I enjoyed it." I'm playing uh, a a, a multiplayer game, and I'm like, let's say like Battlefield 2042 is on there. Yeah, and, you know, I didn't pay for it, so it's like I can just use it as like my month, my like you know FPS game and stuff like that. Yeah. But as I'm saying, it has to have other games that I'm willing to be like, yeah, I could pay the subscription service because, like I said, those games only last a few couple years, and I don't, you know, don't just strictly put just like yearly games on there. Put actual games that people want to like play, like story based mm-hmm. games. But I can see it working for that because I've I thought about getting PS Now for a while. I'm like, you know what? It does have. I've a given it a try. Decent, the yeah. streaming is not reliable enough for me for the PS3 games, which is why yeah. I wanted PS Now. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I if if they can figure it out, and honestly, it's very stable and it doesn't have any hiccups, and it's you know good and it's great and it's going even further than anything people expected. I, I would be very interested in it to say the least. Now. I guess in conclusion on this news story, do we think it's going to be as cheap as seventy, eighty, or ninety dollars? Mm, Not uh, at all. No, I, if <laughs> Not you at all. To be my honest opinion, no. Uh, because if you look at PS Now, it's already like what sixty bucks for the and year, then you yeah. add and let's say now you add your PlayStation like Plus subscription. That's and you said let's you don't buy it on a Black Friday sale. That's another sixty bucks, so it's one hundred and twenty in total. But maybe, you know, we'll see. I say 100 minimum is probably what they'll you, charge for this for you, a year. That could happen, but then a lot of places do that, you know, thing where if you just 
have a whole subscription service with it, they'll give you like, oh, we'll give you like a deal on it. You know, like so, like if yeah. you buy them separately, they'll be 120. But if you buy them together, it's only 90 or 100 or like 80 bucks. I, I would hope for them to 80 bucks is not that steep when you look at oh i'm not only am i getting playstation plus with three games every month but i'm also getting the subscription service to download whatever games they put on there but like i said they have to be a good selection of games not just okay or decent yeah. because i don't know about you but the, too unrealistic i think the past four months of plus either i already have the game or i was never interested in the first place and so it's like if it's those type of games where like you know what, I'm not getting any value out of it, then there's no point in me being subscribed to it. I'll just switch back to Plus or whatever I prefer. I will say that this month's Plus is actually really good because that Lego it's, DC game is like, yeah, is it's, fire. <laughs> com- compared to other months, it's it's weak, but compared to the past like two or three that's been out, it's it's pretty good. That's, that's what mm-hmm, I said about mm-hmm. this month. Oh, that's that. I do have in my hands, Robert, a Nintendo Direct rumor. You ready for this? It's for... World Warriors Extreme. This is the path of my destiny. Ryu ties his headband and rushes out at a crowd of adoring fans for the ultimate extreme sports competition. The full cast of Street Fighter returns to shake up the game and arenas unconquered by furious fists in World Warriors Extreme. It's a full 3D realization of the Street Fighter saga. Take to massive obstacle courses on skateboards, bicycles, motorbikes, snowboards, skis, and more, using your favorite characters from the long-running Street Fighter franchise to pull off stunts, combos, and amazing special moves and dazzling displays of technical prowess. Master the stats of over 70 characters and learn signature moves on each of the game's vehicles. Jury's kicks spin the snowboard dozens of times before it hits the ground. Kami's cannon spike blasts bicycles higher than humanly possible. Akuma's Hadouken gives him masterful blasts of speed as he shoots himself down the grind rails on his skateboard. And this is just scratching the surface. Tackle courses alone, or against AI-controlled players, or take on the world in ranked and private online modes in this easy-to-pick-up and difficult-to-master game where fists are no longer how the world warriors solve their problems. Enhance your game with thousands, literally thousands, of cosmetic items and costumes, from colors to crossovers. Expect brand new characters to be added as well, even from other franchises, and for there to be massive amounts of free DLC updates containing new arenas, modes, and vehicles. Be wake past, cool, that's a Sonic reference, and unleash your critical art when the World Warriors Extreme launches on an, as a Nintendo Switch exclusive. Never did I ever think I would want an extreme sports street fighter crossover game an extreme sports street um oh what what no you know why i always had the idea about like extreme sports with street fighter it's not the first time they've in in the established street fighter universe let's look at what what are the two hong kong characters from from street fighter 3 jen and yoon yeah, they're they're skater and skateboarders, so it's like they have rollerblades. So I've always had the idea that yeah, they're probably on their you know on their hobbies and on or vacation. Yoon and Yang. There we go. The, those two, they 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 were very much my idea that these people probably do extreme sports out of street fighting. Mm. So I could see this honestly really happening as either you know as a full fledged game, or this could be a tease for like let's say like another like game and they're like crossed over in because i mean they were in street Fighter. i mean they're in the power rangers game not that long ago oh yeah ryu and chun li yeah man and, and just like 
going through the rumor, it's like, I, I would have never thought that, like, okay, Jury's kicks would be good for doing, like, you know, 360s on a skateboard, or Cami kicking up, like, through the air with a bike so she gets more height, or using a Hadouken to, to get, you know, pick up speed with the skateboard. It seems like there's a very, like, interesting application of all these Street mm-hmm. Fighter abilities. It makes me wonder about the characters that they didn't touch on, like Guile. Like, what would Guile do? Yeah, maybe Jerry would do, like, uh, rollerblading. I could see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. They did say that more, like, vehicles are coming, and I guess we could consider rollerblades a vehicle. <laughs> what if Chun-Li's snowboarding and she does her... her, her um, spinning bird her kick. Spin- spinning bird kick. <laughs> That'd be dope. And she goes Just pretty like, long distance. Yeah. Oh, man. So, it, I, I don't know. It just seems like the the coolest most like <laughs> bizarre like yeah. application of two different things being put together but i don't know we had a rumor about a donkey kong extreme skateboarding game um a ways back so who's to say that the street fighter characters couldn't get on on the action too where we need a we need a few more good skateboarding franchises to 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 come into into play that, here. That, yeah that that's that's a series that or a franchise that needs to have some type of revival is like the extreme sport because Back mm-hmm. in PS2 era, that was you it know, was you like got, every other game was an extreme sports game, BMX it, and all that. And I miss NBA Jam. Like I think the last one they made was for the PS3. So a modern mm-hmm. day NBA Jam, like extreme, you know, I would I would like that. But also like skating games and like snowboarding, like. It's been a while since we had extreme sports. See, games a lot of indie fun. games take over these genres. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called, but I know there was like an NBA Jam, like that was an indie game that came out like not that long ago. It's like indie devs pick up on like the Metroidvanias that never get made by AAA anymore, the collectathon platformer stuff like that. It's like a lot of these older genres from like PS2 era and maybe even a little before always end up getting picked up by indie devs. So I mean, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that. This game's gonna come out hopefully, and it's gonna be awesome, dude. If if that if that Final Fantasy VII Kart Racer or whatever mm-hmm, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy series racer exists, one of these days our rumors better for sure happen. It better be one of the cool ones. Yes, and there are a few of them. I happen to think all our rumors are good, but if, there is a few right. that I would absolutely put above the let's, rest. Let's be realistic. Let's let's say it's not Street Fighter. I could see like a final fight or like a fate or like one of those obscure like games from the nineties that were like a Street Fighter rival but not not anymore. So they could have like an extreme like BMX or whatever game because that's what happened Final Fantasy. We we probably said we were pretty close on that kart racer with something. Yeah, we said Cooking hey, Mama Kart. <laughs> maybe you'll never know. Maybe there could be a Garfield X Games. I know there's a Garfield Kart. So there's know. also a Hello Kitty Kart. And there's a bug thing cart on PlayStation, and there's a Nickelodeon cart. What, what's what's the gimmick this this coming up series? Because it used to be battle royales, but they're kind of like being stable. You know, they're kind of not doing it for every franchise. What would be the upcoming gimmick? I feel like we yeah. were talking about what was going to be the next stagnant like game yeah. genre like a week or two ago. <laughs> oh, it was uh, it was Back for Blood. It's um co-op. Uh, the co-op shooter yeah the asymmetrical a, multiplayer but yeah, there, there was we one go. we were talking about after that we're like oh this is every game's gonna start being like this it was like i swear to god it was like a couple uh, years we ago did we maybe, maybe a hero was it hero shooters no maybe? because that's already that, kind that of passed, came and yeah. gone maybe maybe because valorant became you know popular maybe oh st- oh mm. the smash bros clones the smash Bros. oh clones. there we go smash bros that was like i know there's something that we i know what you said is either gonna be the back for blood like a you know like the co-op shooter or yeah yeah um, that's that's happening as we speak 
But yeah. then the Smash Bros. clones are all going to be like, well, there's Nickelodeon, hey, there's Multiverses. Maybe, like I said, maybe Multiverse, we get a, a, you know, surprise Antonio Soprano character in there, you know? And all of our Warner Brothers favorites. Maybe we can go classic. Meet we can Warner. go like, um, yeah, well, yeah, Adult Swim, obviously, but we can MF go like Doom. James Cagney, 1930s Warner Brothers movies. <laughs> Come on, MF Doom, put him in it. Oh he, did that, he did that whole album based on Adult Swim characters. Hear me out. Put him in the Street Fighter skateboarding game. All of them. Come on. Danger Doom. Hey, JoJo's done by Warner Brothers Japan. Why not put Ooh. JoJo in multiverses? Speaking of JoJo. I like how we're back on multiverses. <laughs> Speaking of JoJo, have you, you've seen the new JoJo, right? Part six, I've seen the first five episodes. Yeah. I, we discussed this. I, I, I've, I've not, I'll say this, I've not even finished watching part three, four, or five. I've never even touched them, but... I do know what happens. It's like how I know what happens in Star Wars, but I've never seen Star Wars. Sure, it's hard to avoid JoJo spoilers, especially yeah. when you've played the game. The new stuff, animation but... just came out, so people are going to spoil yeah. it a lot more now. Yeah. Well, I am looking forward to this game, whatever it ends up being. But for right now, I think we need to talk about a great game that we always bring up on this podcast that's got some awesome new content this week, and that is Fall Guys. Oh, yeah, Fall Guys, I did drop. Fall Guys Season 6, Robert and I have been playing it. Um, It is the party extravaganza season, so there's a new season pass of 50 levels, including the Jin Sakai and the Ghost of Tsushima costumes. Now, first things first, it does seem to me, based on the fact that I'm like level 12 and not level 20, uh, by the time when we recorded this, they Mm -hmm. have increased the amount of XP needed, at least from what I can tell, to level up but they do still give you basically a free level every day with a a simple challenge like jump five times for 500 fame points so but it does seem like they're going to keep you engaging with the game a little bit longer than usual this time it's one of those things where i didn't finish the last season of fall guys because honestly i think that was probably see that was such a forgettable season for me because i I don't know how to put it. I didn't really enjoy a lot of the new levels that there much. There was two it I didn't some like. Good you know ones. which yeah. two I didn't like. It's it had a lot of those. Eh, honestly, these levels are are either mid or they're uh you know they're not that great. But it did have the most enjoyable final in my opinion, which is Gate uh, the not Gate Crash Lost Temple. Lost Temple, yeah. But it's it's one of those things where last season I sort of just wasn't. Cause I, I I played it with I would play it with you, and we would play it with someone else, and that's the way I play it with sort of as a party game. I already play it on my own. I play it when we're all you and me are online and with someone else on. Yeah, on the it's other, definitely we'll at its most it. fun when you're playing with a friend. Yeah, we'll, we'll have like either two of my friends or you know like one of your friends or whatever, and then we'll, we'll just play it. That's that's first things first. Second mm-hmm. thing second. Sackboy challenge. You and me handled those real quick. First night, I straight up. <laughs> I've noticed a certain theme when it comes to challenges like this, and I want to know if you caught on it. Somehow, you managed to finish the challenge pretty easy, and then I'm nearly pulling my hair out, being like, "I give up. I don't really care for it." But then, right when I say that, I end up getting that. Right at our last challenge. round yeah. for the night, or whatever. We're like, ah, let's call it a night here. Like one more game, and then I get it. I know, it's like, I need to level up to get these pants for Jun Sakai. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's play another round. Um, I liked how the challenges for Sackboy were easy. 
um, except for the two to get the emote, but getting the costume itself was easy compared to the Halloween challenge where the pumpkin head was just, like, ridiculous. Like, who, who, who has the pumpkin head? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things where this challenge is very easy. Just play a game, reach a certain round. The only ones that were difficult is you had to win gold in rounds, which there's only two yeah. means of doing that. That's getting first place in, in a non-final round and then just winning three finals because there was one just to get one gold and then one of them was to get three gold. And, and they're easy rounds now, so it's it's like you're yeah. already at a disadvantage. These rounds, the people have figured these rounds out quicker than I've ever seen because I'm always Honestly, on at the start yes. of the new season. Uh, every start of the – it would take a week for most for most people to figure it out but honestly mm-hmm. it took a day season people four, figured this man. out really quick even last season like yeah. Lily Pad, last season that one like, took a while a couple of the the collecting yeah. ones too the bubble one man i remember like even it took me a while to, yeah. to get that one down it was just yeah it, it, this season seems to be a lot a lot of the, the only one i honestly dislike out of the entire new, new list of games is uh was it spotlight Oh, um, leading light. Yeah, we'll get to we'll, we'll we'll go through the rounds here. Yeah, we'll we'll start off with the first one. Yeah. Um. First up is our main round, Party Promenade. It is a gauntlet of all new obstacles in Fall Guys. There are 360 degree seesaws. There are pipes that shoot you up. There's moments where you need to make sure you're turning the camera 180 because it's spinning you around and flipping your view. Um, there are trapezes that you need to hang on to so you can throw yourself up. There are multiple paths which lead to trapezes or down slides, rotating doors. It's really a lot of ideas crammed into a relatively quick level, but nothing about it is like frustrating. It's it's a very good level, I think, design wise and you know just playing it wise. It's it's pretty alright. Like I said, there's only one I really hate. We already we'll get to it, but yeah, most of them are, are are pretty good, pretty alright. The one thing I will say I really do like about this season, which I have an advantage towards most other players, I really do like they're adding a lot more grabbing. Like in order to get shortcuts, is not necessarily jumping on a platform and getting there. It's more or less like yeah. you have to grab a rope and like swing your way over there. And I like that because a lot of players don't know how to do that yet. Eventually, you know, at some point they're gonna figure out how it works. I like how there's not a lot of grabbing people. Oh, yes. I uh, The only thing that I really don't like at the very moment when it comes to, I guess, players is it's such a small and narrow entrance for, you know, pipelines and, and yeah. that it could get pretty crowded. And that's why I hate the, the you know, the spotlight we'll get to. But it's sort of like you can get you could be in the middle and you'll be fine, but if you're in the outer area, you can get pushed back to the very back. Like, you'll be the last one in there, and that could put you at a pretty big disadvantage. Yeah, it feels like it's it's a tighter space than even Tundra Run gets at the beginning, but you've got two choices of pipes, and you can go down three different paths. It'll shoot you out in an area, and again, make sure you're turning your cameras when you fall down these drops, because mm-hmm. you'll slide... And you can either hit a bumper or get a nice running start on whatever the next obstacle is. Mm-hmm. It's very well thought out as far as as, as the race stages go. I, I'm really into into this one. It's very it's very hard to not make it through on this one. Next up we have let's go full tilt. Full tilt is seesaw 2.0. They are 360 degree seesaws. This one's I would say the lower end of how I feel about it because you could get screwed over pretty easy because someone people could, are doing it on purpose. Too. Yeah, they're doing because someone can be on the other side and just have the platform you need to jump on at a much higher level, and it's a pretty big gap. It's not one of those like you could not make it and fall back. It's one of those you have to commit to your jump. It's one of those you got to commit. 
Um, and but you gotta also understand when to jump because you can't just ex- think that you're gonna like grab onto the ledges. I don't think you even can grab to, onto a ledge. I think no. round ledges you're not allowed to grab on. Obviously, they have to be sort of rigid and square. Another thing is that you are starting. You are starting on opposite sides, so half the players will start mm-hmm. on one side, half will the other, and going down the middle path i've noticed um at least from what i get the middle path takes longer to get to a checkpoint but Mm -hmm. nobody ever goes to the middle path on this one specifically because of it the checkpoints on the side paths being closer so Mm -hmm. i find if i just go down the middle if i get a good starting spot and i start going down the middle i'll get that checkpoint i'm not gonna miss a jump on a seesaw if nobody's like tilting it up on me so it's one of those where you want to be ahead of everyone at the very start very early on you want to figure out a way if you start in front of in the front row you're at a very very good advantage if you're starting the very back i wish you luck and, and hopefully you can find some way to get ahead of everybody yeah, that's a kind of a tough one to start from the mm. back, the the full yeah, yeah. mode. I'd say it's solid. I like it better than Seesaw. I think Seesaw only got worse because people figured eventually figured it out. But oh, this yeah, one, totally. I think necessarily, I don't think they figured it out, but in the sense of they just know if I'll be on one side, I could screw everyone who's behind me. That's just mm-hmm. all it really is. It's just sort of like old school Seesaw where like, oh, I could just be on one side and I can just screw everyone over. But I think it's one of those people yet to know how to figure it out and most people who think they know to figure it out is just the wait on one side until everyone just falls over kind yeah. of method uh let's go with airtime next so airtime was initially the one that i was most frustrated with until mm-hmm. i realized that like you can absolutely stay inside your your score zone um consistently the whole time so what airtime is Mm. is it's a bunch of obstacles about four different obstacles there's an obstacle in the middle and they're all trying to push you off and you only score points in the score zone which is the light yellow area at the top where the obstacles are now it's super easy to fall off as soon as you fall off you respawn going through a random pipe and you'll end up in one of you know four different corners you can you can start off in however you usually start in a corner that's got a jump pad that shoots you off to a bunch of jump pads or a 360 degree seesaw and the easiest mm-hmm. way i've found is to I, obviously it's easier to do it on the seesaw but it can be done on the jump too just stay jumping on the thing or stay on the on the on the seesaw and then when the fan goes aim your camera at the jump pad and then dive back into whatever obstacle you were just on and i'm usually first or second if I get like a good start where people aren't knocking mm-hmm. me out in this one, like it's gotten to be pretty easy for me. Yeah, it's. I would advise avoid honestly the center platform because those yeah, center makes platform, no sense. Yeah. It's too much. Those fists are are quick. The there's zero like uh, cooldown time. They 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 come in and out really quick. The platform's always moving. You're you're always getting hit by that uh, weird like that pull that like if you touch it you bounce like you go across yeah. the mat because obviously it's like a bouncing one. I would mm-hmm. advise staying on that on the circle platform or the bouncing platforms because at least you could you know be on there for a while and you can a good one to stay on is obviously the platform that just stays still but then eventually it will tilt on one side and it doesn't tilt slowly it'll just full on go you know a night you know it'll just go straight down and you you're just gonna fall no matter what yeah I, I would advise staying on the sides and what i also would advise is to focus on landing on an actual flippable like platforms that are below you the ones that flip because you can yeah. get tossed right you back can on get the launched platform. back yeah. up into one of those jump pads and you'll be fine you'll be those fans be don't fine. turn around that much if you stay up there Mm-mm. for two fan rotations you're at 100 percent. yeah so 
I, that, that's what I would advise with those games. But it's it's sort of a, a little bit higher than, you know, the last one. It's not that bad, but I have lost on it because of, I would say, just I'm not having the greatest luck on it. Yeah. Sometimes I get pushed at the first jump and I end up falling out, like, mm-hmm. right at the beginning before I even get to the jump pad because somebody, like, knocks into me when I'm jumping. So that mm-hmm. kind of sucks when everybody's at like 20% and you're barely getting started. So then you're like, you have to depend on maneuvering yourself when that fan starts blowing you. Because if you get knocked down by the fan every time, um, the timing is going to be off so much to where that fan will just keep knocking you down over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Um, but it, I'd say it's like, it's grown on me. It's not mm-hmm. my favorite level of Fall Guys, but it's grown on me. It's better than any of the like button bashers type things where, you know, people are just so good at. <laughs> pushing the buttons yeah oh, button bashers yeah i think that's still the probably the worst round <laughs> yeah. anyway uh the next one is let's go pipe dreams pipe dreams is a little random where you go into like a set of pipes and you oh, end yeah. up coming out in an obstacle and it does this a couple of times some are hard some are easy yeah it's it's sort of random but once you figure out which pipe leads to where you you kind of can give yourself like all right See, this that's is where thing. i want to be i swear to god pipes are giving me different um solutions when i when i exit them so i don't know if it changes <laughs> maybe well, well, well we should we should really focus on where like each pipe goes and just yeah. try it each time like let's say like for each time we're in this level we're just gonna be like all right i'll be on the most left pipe and you'll be on the most right and we'll actually see if it does actually give you a different direction at that point if it is random then there's no point in trying to figure out where they go but uh, what I will say is you want to stay, for me at least, I prefer the left side more than the right side. I think the left side I is prefer a whatever side does not lead to the fans. That's the only hard yeah, one. That's the, for me, that's the right side at least. I think it yeah. should be the right side. It's so difficult to like gauge where you should be when the fans come down. Because you can easily run through it if you're going down the path. But if you're just a little bit off, it's going to blow you right into one of those bumpers. And that's like a really bad setback as far as things in this level go. Mm-hmm. All the other obstacles are really easy. I had some issues with depth perception on the trapeze at the end. Because mm-hmm. I don't know the way the floor is set up in that part. But I've, I've kind of gotten used to it. Um, the middle mm-hmm. seemed like the easier path. But those water balloons right there are just devious. So... Mm-hmm. Actually, the water balloons are, are sort of that, I would say they're 80, 90% of the time evil, but there is that 10% where it actually will launch you like across and like further ahead of everyone else. Like it's that small percentage that will make you like just go across like everyone and you could be way ahead of them. It's one of those where I wouldn't count on it, but it's if you get hit by one, there is that I feel like that because I've happened to me before where I'll, I'll get hit and then actually it will launch me across everybody and then I'm ahead of everybody. Yeah, but hear this. I was playing around this morning on Party Promenade, and the part where the water balloon shoots you after you go down that first um, purple, that first pink floor where you have to turn your camera, mm-hmm. the water balloon shot me into a bouncer. The bouncer bounced me off the map in front of the water balloon thing. I should have clipped it. It was crazy. Yeah. So the water balloons can be a little wild, but I mean, I like pipe dreams, but I'm I'm tending more towards Party Promenade as like my top for the season at least until they add new stages but let's get to the one that i think both of us kind of think is probably the not a bad game by any means but probably the worst of the five new stages which is i I, I think it's pretty bad i think it's pretty bad yeah as far as these five stages go i think this is the weakest one um basically it is a spotlight that you need to stand in and this is a low player count round but it's still a small spotlight so you're still Mm going to be rushing and crowding people and the light will move 
every which way it decides to. It's not in a set path. It just moves wherever it, the RNG takes it. And everything in the stage is designed to be moving or getting you away from that leading light. It's one of those things where, like I said, the reason why I hate this one because people can... The platforms on the floor are always moving. Either it's slippery or moving or, or it's one of those things where you can get stuck a lot in a platform where you're fighting against the you know force and you really can't. You don't you can't really fight against the force of which the platform moves or where you're sliding. And another one I also dislike is when everyone's just bunched up in one little small area, you're you can get easily just pushed out. Like there's no way you yeah. you can honestly like so it's my least favorite. I've lost a lot on this one. And it's just like it, it's one of those things where you know whatever I could just be bad at it, but still I if I'm bad at it because I obviously I don't like it cuz I am probably bad at it. But still I don't like it cuz I just don't like the idea of it's a Something simple, but it's so frustrating because, like I said, the the platforms are always moving and everything. It's because it, it it's so easy to win yeah. for everybody. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where the thing has its own mind. So it, you think that you know where oh, I know where it's going, but then it does a, a haha. Never mind. I'm actually just going the opposite direction that you think you're. Uh, I'm going at. Yeah. Usually, when when we lose on leading light, it's by uh, five or under percent. Because mm-hmm. c- accumulating points on this one is very easy, and it could just be that that person was lucky enough to have his foot in the light for a split second longer than you. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of the things where it's happened too many times where we're one percent, five percent, ten percent. We were very very close, and then you know it just doesn't. You know we don't make it, and that's frustrating. Yeah, to say the least. And this this. They should add a final when the mid-season drops, hopefully. Crossing my fingers. Hopefully. Um, Maybe if this theme is, like, what it is. What is it? Party theme? Yeah. Or, honestly, pipe theme. Maybe they could have... I don't know. We'll we'll see. Maybe there's uh, something to do with the pipes or something like that. Because I will actually... You know what season I'm surprised they haven't done yet? Hmm. Circus. They haven't done a circus. Well, they're one. kind of doing that with this one. They've got the ringleader costume in the store. I would. Record. I would a hundred percent want this to now be considered this, the the circus season. And that's basically, I think, more, what they're trying to like uh, where they're going with piece. it. I would, I would say a lot one. more trapeze yeah. stuff. I would. I would yeah. really enjoy that. You could call this the circus season. I thought you were going to say beach. No. I hope they do a beach season. That would be rad. <laughs> Maybe for a mid-season update for one season, I could see that. I don't know about a full like season. a tropical, but not jungle, but like the water yeah. beaches. I don't know. That'd I would cool. maybe sort of a water theme season, and then it and then it yeah. ends up being like a beach season midway patch update. Well, we will continue to play Fall Guys through the through the season because that mm-hmm. that Ghost of Tsushima costume is way too cool to pass up. And by the time this podcast goes up, there will be a Aloy event going on. So make sure you get your Horizon skin. And yeah, so for this week, would you say we've done an episode, Robert? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, that should wrap up this week's episode. All right, listeners, next week, Game Awards. There are new announcements. There are awards that are being given out. We will react to those. And if we have time, we'll talk about a few games we've been playing, like Big Brain Academy. And I know Robert (laughs) has been playing Eternal Castle Remastered. <laughs> Why did I have the idea that one of these days we should start an episode like a Dragon Ball? Last time I'm focused on that. <laughs> and it's just like a recap. And it's like, will our. Will, will Maybe Robert when we do Daniel the two parter in the January. Yeah. May, will Robert and Daniel get the Jinskin? Find out next, next oh, week man. on Markers. On well, the, the Jinskin is going to take a long time to get because of the XP. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like, will they eventually unlock it? Nine episodes yeah. in. Anyway, uh, listeners, uh, look forward to Game Awards stuff uh, next week. And mm-hmm. don't forget to watch. I'm sure it'll be a, a good show. Jeff always puts on a good show. So for right now, we want to thank you so much for listening. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a great rating, review, subscribe, download an episode, and follow our Twitter at Markers on the Map because that's where all of our links go and all the new episodes get posted there. It, it, the more they, the more they you know interact with the the twitter the more we'll probably update on how we feel on just like current news that'll pop up maybe oh yeah yeah that's like, like if there's something that currently pops up and you actually want our opinion from the start maybe if, if twitter gets enough like yeah sometimes we miss some reaction news. yeah <laughs> like little things, things that know? don't deserve yeah some some things that don't necessarily get the chance to be you know talked about on the podcast yeah so for right now though i guess there's not much left to say except for what we always say. And that is that the real Phineas and Ferb quest for cool stuff was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Later.